Welcome to Shift with CJ. I'm your host CJ and together we will explore the areas of health, human performance, biohacking, psychology and much more that will inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Hello and welcome everyone to the Shift with CJ podcast. Today's podcast is special. Why? Because we've spoken about a lot of things when it comes to health, mitochondria, nutrition, sleep, exercise, hyperbaric. But you've never heard me speak about sex and transformation via emotions and sex and all of those things. So today I have someone really special for you. My guest on the show today is a speaker, a coach, a somatic trauma release therapist, a transformational entertainer. He's a super viral content creator, and you'll find out why. His work has been showcased, or people have seen it. 40 million people. That's insane. 40 million people. This guy has worked with BBC, Wise, Times Magazine, The Guardian, and so much more. He also, surprisingly, consults with top brands like Samsung, Mercedes, and Disney in creating content. So everyone, please welcome the sex god or the sex expert or yes, sex expert, Shaft. Shaft, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. So holy shift, holy shaft. I mean, we've got a shift and a shaft going on here. Yeah, there's the two S's going on in the biohacking studio. So I'm super intrigued to have you. So Shaft, First, if people would go to your Instagram or to your website or look at you online, they would find out that you, some of your pictures, you look like a mystical character from like these old school Indian, uh, you know, tales, like let's say the Ramayan or something like this. Who is, were you always like this? Like who inspired you to get this sort of a look? This is my first question. <clears throat> so my look comes from within within mm-hmm. meditation mm-hmm. visions um i'm an aquarian so i see things and high five i'm an aquarian too are I you as well. <laughs> bro we're gonna be best friends 27 january wow I, I just did a, an aquarian festival in Yang for all the aquarians and everyone that came was like i describe aquarians like if um, Slytherin and Gryffindor had a baby, it'd be us. Oh, man. Fully dark, fully light, but fully integrated, and we're not in conflict. There we go. That Shiva, like, Shag- like Shiva, Lord Shiva is known as uh, the, the destroyer and the creator. Mm-hmm. He hangs around with the ghouls and the goblins in the underworld and the gods and the goddesses in the, in the upper realms. And he's like one of the main deities there. I also love all religions, just mm-hmm. so you know. Belief is my my main thing. And when I see visions, I bring it from the future into the present, anchor it into the now. And we, we like, our default setting is Aquarians are charismatic because we've got a message. We've got lots of information we need to tell uh, this present dimension that we're in. Mm-hmm. And that's why... We've always been the outsiders. No one really gets us. I wish I met you a few, I mean, a few decades ago. When <laughs> yeah, I was trying yeah. to figure things out. I'm like, why am I so different? So different. It's like, why doesn't anyone understand me? Why is everyone so stupid? Yeah, exactly. Right? Everybody, look, you could do things quicker and faster this way. Yeah, and people are like, no, I'm no. going to be boring and I'm going to do the boring things. Exactly. So, you're... So, I see visions. I see visions and I... 
You know, um, David Bowie and Madonna, mm -hmm. every seven years or so, they change your look. Mm -hmm. Every seven years, your body changes, your cells changes, and you become a new person. From zero to seven, you were fully enlightened. From seven to 14, you were hating everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when your third eye starts to get calcified. Everyone starts imprinting their belief systems onto mm -hmm. you. Then the thing that you love the most, I was always making content, making art and manifesting and playing in a forest, being a Jedi. Uh, <laughs> that got shut down and mom said, get, get mad in, get job, get... Become I, an engineer. Exactly. Doctor, lawyer. Yeah. But I stuck to my guns and I, I became an artist. So mm -hmm. that's what I am. I what kind of artist? Um, I used to be a music video director, graphic designer, illustrator, art director. Mm -hmm. But then I found that people just wanted to take pictures of me because of the visions I have in my meditations and the clothes I was designing for myself. And then my body became the art. Mm -hmm. I became the art. My soul became like the paint and my body became the canvas. Like it, I, I just started to create, I became living art. And ever since 2014, when I stopped drinking and taking drugs and I had this mental breakdown and broke through into this new version of myself, I, 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 I became, I became the, the living shaft. piece of art, the yeah. shaft. But I was a, a unicorn back then. And then I became a tantric sex guru. Then I became a sacred sexual Jedi. Now I'm just the shaft. Just a shot. Well, yeah. it uh, sounds like an umbrella term for all these superpowers. So when you're Integration. talking about when you're talking about visions, are these like for people to get their heads around this? So is it like one day you decide to meditate and you're deep into meditation and you're literally looking at the future from a third person uh, third person perspective? Or like, can you describe to us? Mm. Because a lot of people would like just think you might be dreaming. Yeah. But like, what is these visions? So last year, I, I think the most easiest way to describe it is uh, through what happened last year. I went to uh, Mind Valley. I got introduced to this new world that I've never seen before. I come from this tiny pocket of humanity called the Tantra Tantra bubbles. It's mm -hmm. within the conscious uh, spiritual bubble. There's a tiny little uh, vortex of people called the Tantra people. And we go around the world uh, liberating people through um, certain exercises and belief systems and basically making sure no one has any more belief systems. So they start believing in themselves and shouting, I love my life, I love my body, I love myself. Mm -hmm. So I broke free from that world, found, <clears throat> found Mind Valley, and Vishen Lakiani, the guy that runs it, did a six-phase meditation. Mm -hmm. In there, I had such... He, he guided us through this future version of yourself. And it's basically what I do with my other practices, but he did it on a mass level. He sh guided us through this meditation where I saw the future version of myself, where I'm wearing all white. I'm a bit more, basically have your physique. Okay, thank you. <laughs> he's, <laughs> I'll take it as a compliment. He's incredibly buff. That's what I'm trying to get jacked. I'm like, I've got a good foundation, but that's the level yeah. I want to get to. Um, and I saw myself all dressed in white had these amazing outfits. Then I go to Bali and I design it. And this trouser that I'm wearing now, I designed it. There's nothing like this on the planet because it's completely unique. Yeah. Taking all the cool stuff and I bring it in. I'm a dancer and a performer and an artist. So I, I need stuff for move, my movement practices. And this just makes me feel, feel powerful, mm -hmm. um, move with such grace and power. And everyone loves it. Like when I'm down the gym wearing these, it's like, what are you wearing? I want a pair. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I saw it in cool. a meditation. Interesting. And he guided me through it. So yes, believe in your dreams is what I'm trying to say. Believe in the visions. Believe in the visions. And one of the 
things that you mentioned, Vishen Lakhiani, who's, I think he's the founder and the CEO or the operating director of Mind Valley. And the six phase meditation, it's quite unique because uh, unless most of the, unlike most of the meditation where a um, app or a guru or someone would just tell you to just be calm and be focused, think about your breath or like just focus on your breath. I believe this Vishen Lakhiani's six phase meditation is a bit different because in, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, some of the few stages that I remember is first, you've got to make, close your eyes. And this is a very active meditation where you are thinking about something rather than not thinking about anything. Mm. So that flies in the face of most of the things, Exactly. most of the traditional forms of meditation. But so first thing first, you are sitting down, meditating, closing your eyes. You think about someone who you really love, someone who gets, um, could be your dog, it could be your mom, it could be your girlfriend or your daughter. And then you sort of radiate that bubble of energy and light around the world. So you're extending that throughout Mm -hmm. the whole universe. And you've got gratitude, you've got forgiveness, you've got your ideal day, and Mm. you've got prayer. What am I missing? Missing one? I was so in it that I don't know what the actual stages are, but but it's it's... all the same. Okay. So what I learned in Tantra is that, Mm. but we do something way more fun way more fun yeah and i can't wait to explore that so you're also you know when people talk about you or um, when i get to learn about you i also learned that you are a transformative entertainer what yes is, what does transformative entertainer mean it's uh again i'm an aquarian and i worked mm-hmm. in advertising for 20 years i i'm good at making up stuff mm-hmm. so i've made up every single job title i've ever had wow man you gotta you gotta give me one later <laughs> so transformational entertainer is something that i uh created because i realized that people are watching shit they're watching crap on tv mm-hmm. but they want some kind of entertainment yeah i might as well again i worked in advertising i'm very i used to be very good at selling fear so you buy stuff that you don't need because we make you feel shit and the solution is this shitty product okay so it's like the it's the opposite of that thing yeah so what i've realized from understanding mass psychology and that's what advertising is how to control a population um i realized if i actually get people uh through entertainment Mm -hmm. laughing um seeing somebody that's like a full embodied actualized entertaining human being like charismatic moving my body in ways that they've never seen people like to see uh humans that do uh, superhuman things i could do superhuman things this is why i've got millions of views of my youtube channel my personal youtube channel now yeah. uh because i could do things with women so <laughs> i mm. i've developed the shaft method which is like a beautiful movement practice mm. where you come into a state of uh presence with another human being use a lot of coconut oil and go into a state of um, divine dance with another human being. And Does it have to be of the opposite sex? It, it, it could be anybody. Okay. Like, remember, I come from a place where uh, there is no duality. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not really about man, woman. It's about energy, mm-hmm. humans. So you're trying to bring in the center point, which is a non-duality-based yeah. uh, existence. It's like I'm happy and sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. I cry and laugh at the same time. Mm-hmm. I've been extremely rich but poor at the same time. Like I'm all of the emotions and a lot of people think it's just black and white and it's this way and not that way. I'm like, but if you've got a choice between A and B, how about you choose A and B? Yeah. So I'm, I'm all of it. What is probably some, sorry to cut you off, but like what are some of the advantages that you think uh, to live in a non-duality state? 
where you are nothing and everything? No judgment. No judgment. Okay. Now, this is one of the strict uh, qualities you need if you come into one of my spaces. Mm-hmm. which means it's very, very <laughs> exclusive. Yeah. So you have to come into my realm by letting go of judgment. We have a default setting, which is our brains are created to make us feel safe, and we will always judge. We always judge a book by its cover, and I do it all the time. But the fact that I get judged so much means that I'm, I treat people how I do you know, treat, I want to be treated myself. So I mm-hmm. definitely don't want to judge anyone because I'm yeah. getting judged all the time. The ultimate price of freedom when you become yourself, and a lot of people listening to this podcast, they'll understand the more work you do on yourself, the more you you become. Mm-hmm. If we're in a simulation, the ultimate aim of the simulation is to be yourself. And that's through like healing a lot of past traumas, especially around the conditionings around mommy and daddy. That's a bulk of my work. Mm-hmm. Conditionings from the town and the um home you you grew up in especially the country you grew up in Mm -hmm. then there's a whole universal universal conditioning this is a the foundation of tantra Mm -hmm. it's like liberating through the body and then you naturally start to get these superhuman abilities you start to feel more you start to feel other people more you're able to understand subtle energies of course the side effect is you're incredible in making love and um, having multiple orgasms and activating every single chakra uh, and boosting your immune system, living longer, letting go of all that baggage that you carry and the hate that you carry for uh, humanity and the, the the pain that you carried in relationships so you don't have to project it onto other people. In current relationships, you're able to forgive more and also you're able to be less judgy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Which is a, freedom. A, yeah, that's a very good explanation. Thank you for that. Do you have a hack for anyone who's listening? So like you mentioned, we have a default setting. I also think that we're, um, with evolution, we have been designed to sort of a few emotions to rule us. First one is, um, you know, if you're a living organism, the first rule that every organism has is to be fearful. Because if you're not scared of a few things, you might be eaten. It the dodo be... that happened to them. Yeah. So you know, every whether it's a whether it's a, a dog or a cockroach or a human, we're all run by fear or the fight or flight response. Mm. So we've got fear, uh, run away from everything, or get in get in touch with everything and dominate them so you can eat it. The second thing is yeah, eating everything because if you don't eat, you don't survive. So those are those survival things. The third one is creating more of you, like fertility or, you know, mm. having sex. Pain or pleasure. That's all we're designed to yeah, do. So I focus things. on pleasure. Okay. We forget about pleasure. So give me a sort of a hack that people can use to be non-judgmental today. So if, if anyone's listening, they're running around or they want to look at a person or and not have this preconditioned thing that probably we're evolved to do because... It's much easier for you to have a negative bias and look and analyze the danger rather than step into everything and like get eaten. So mm-hmm. what would be that one thing in your practice or, you know, whether it's giving everyone love or like seeing yourself in others? That's what I've heard from a lot of people. But what would be that thing? I think the ultimate thing is you are not your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. Yeah. Okay. So let me explain that. The heart is always beating. You don't have to worry about your heartbeat. Yeah. 86,000 times per day. Exactly. Um, As long as it beats, you live. Mm -hmm. The lungs 
they're always going to be breathing. You don't have to worry about that. But mm. you can master your lungs, and you can. I could actually hold my breath for four minutes. Oh wow! What's That's your cool. record? I think two minutes. Two I win. Minutes? Yeah. So <laughs> healthy, well, well, healthy well, competition. Win, well, since we're all together, so it's like you win. That makes me better. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Let me beat a bar. You could get to four. I think yeah. you get more. Um. So. Heart always beats. Everything's always moving. It's just yeah. the body's doing the body thing. The brain is always thinking. Mm -hmm. And it's always in a state of analyzing fear or pleasure. Like, you know, mm -hmm. avoid pain, embrace pleasure. Yeah. So when it comes to judgment, the brain is just trying to fit you in a box. And I, no one could put me in a box because, first of all, they don't even see the color of my skin. Mm -hmm. No one sees that I'm brown yeah. <laughs> at all because they're still trying to figure out, like, which world is he from? Exactly. So <laughs> like, this guy does not look like anything I've ever seen. Yeah. And I've always had that since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. So I've been very blessed with um, my personality is so uh, big that they can't put me in a box. Mm -hmm. So I go to an extreme where I strike curiosity. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing about your brain. You are not your thoughts. Now, you could analyze uh, the stories whilst you're talking to someone. And as long as you don't get attached to the thoughts and allow the emotions to trigger you into action and go, I don't trust this person, mm -hmm. then, then you have, you're in a bit of a state of freedom. So that's how I work with uh, life. I I trust myself. Mm -hmm. I believe in myself, and I'm strong in my boundaries. And this is one of the core things in tantra: having boundaries like a ninja. Mm -hmm. Like everything's so slow, and I'm conscious and sober that that I don't have to fear anybody or anything. And I also know I could run really fast. So <laughs> that's good. Okay, so you've mentioned the word tantra many times. Yeah. Also. If people are listening, he's got an excellent video on YouTube and some of the other websites, which says 10 questions you want to ask a tantric sex guru. So let me ask you the first question. Um, what is Tantra according to you? Mm. Well, if you watch that video that was created by Vice, then that is literally one of the best explanations on the internet. And that's mm. why... It's generated over 40 million views since yeah. 2017. I can honestly say I was one of the main pioneers in 2017 that brought this new wave of Tantra onto the planet. Again, Aquarian, future technology, old technology, mm -hmm. telling to the masses, this is the best thing. And people, now, now it's normal. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to get people to understand, it's not about orgies and orgasms and yoni massages and like sex. It's about longevity but also breaking through the shackles that all of us have been placed under. Mm -hmm. Again, mummy daddy issues is the foundation. Our, my ancestors, uh, my parents, as soon as I was born, they got me into this program that I had to be a doctor or a lawyer. Anything outside of that, I'm a failure. Got to get an arranged marriage. Anything out of that, I'm a failure. Um, they did something horrible to my my penis, which fucked me up for life, which is genital mutilation, also known as circumcision, which is a common practice. Now, if you say female circumcision, people say genital mutilation. If you say male circumcision, people go, oh, that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's how brainwashed we've been. 
it's not fine. Okay. Like we have like Muslim boys and Jewish boys and other people. If the creator created us perfectly, which they did, then that the most sensitive part of our human body should not be cut away without our consent. Mm -hmm. And what, so this happens at a very early age. Do you, are you saying that you sort of still live through that trauma or now you've healed yourself, but that sort of memories are still accessible to people? It's the most traumatic thing that happens to most boys. Yes. Okay. And that echoes into every part of their life. I didn't know this until I discovered Tantra. I didn't know why I was an alcoholic or a drug addict until I discovered um, how to love my full body. I realized that the reason why I became an alcoholic was because I was so ashamed of my my penis. Um, the, the word lingam is the shaft of light in, in Sanskrit. It's also known as a healing tool. Like a lot of men don't know that. It's like you could actually channel love and like, okay, free giveaway for all men. Yeah. Feel love in your own heart. Send it down to your lingam, your shaft of light. And you, when you're making love to your wife, uh, your partner, then send her that love. Okay. You're, you're actually somatically um, imprinting love into the consciousness of your lingam which has its own intelligence and when you're inside of a human being you can actually channel that love inside of someone and she will feel that because women feel everything so they're emotional we're logical we send that emotion into them that becomes a healing tool for them a lot of women when they have sex they sometimes randomly cry they don't know why that happens mm -hmm. men shut down and go shit what do they do women just also don't know what they why are they crying yeah. but what happens is the issues are in the tissues the penis touches the inside of a woman's vagina there's a thing called yoni dearmoring which is a trigger point release system that you could do to release attention from the inside of a woman's vagina and this releases the stories the traumas that's stored inside of a woman's vagina the word vagina is called yoni in sanskrit and that means a sacred space so this is like a beautiful thing it's a shaft of light the sacred space come together in divine union and you could actually heal each other marvin gay wrote a song sexual healing the most beautiful thing you could do together as human beings the most pleasure you could feel is making love the extension of love the physical act of love is making love whoever created us made it really smart that if we fall in love and make love, you'll have a baby. So this encourages us to procreate, to further prolong the human species on the planet. Also, the scientific and the biological chemicals and the data that's produced from making love is you boost your immune system. You relax your nervous system. You come into homeostasis so you can actually come to a place of peace in your body. When you have an orgasmic state, you could actually reach a you actually produce DMT. So you go into these, and this is like conscious lovemaking, tantric lovemaking, ritualistic lovemaking, not normal sex that everyone's having. You actually release DMT. You see visions of it. The clothes I wear and the things I do comes from these ritualistic sexual acts. It's a, <clears throat> a beautiful way to connect with your partner, connect to the divine. And women, they say free things when they reach these states. Do you know what they are? Nope. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. So guys, if you want to make your woman say, oh my God, then send some love to your lingam. Exactly. Yeah, so this is super interesting. The way you um, talk about having sex, uh, 
also one of the most powerful things for human biology and biochemistry and neuropeptides are some of these things. You release oxytocin, mm. you know, you're releasing these lab hormones, you're creating serotonin, dopamine, all of these pleasurable and reward boosting circuits in your brain. And one of the things that you also mentioned is that it's really good for life, right? Mm. There are multiple studies that show if you're not having sex, your life expectancy or your mortality rate increases, which means people who are not having sex after 50, 60, they are at a much higher rate of dying from all-cause mortality. That means like anything than people who are having sex. And when they look at the blue zones around the world, which are these geographical areas around the world where people are living abnormally like sanitarians, which is easily up to 100 or super sanitarians, about 110, they even at like 90 and 100 are making sure that they have sex. So maybe having sex or giving your biological system this feedback loop of, you know, I'm still there to procreate. So that means I'm still useful in the community. I still have a role to play on this planet. That also increases your longevity. But how many people do you think are, I mean, you know this better than anyone else, but do you think, are we having sex as much as we were having before, like 10, 20 years ago? Like what's the invent of technology and Instagram and, you know, loneliness and all of those things? What has that done to people's sex lives? There's an epidemic of mental illness on the planet and more people, like in my own personal world, I had more people dying of suicide during COVID than COVID. Mm -hmm. So there is a huge disconnect. I got into Tantra because I kept meeting these really, really hot young women. Mm -hmm. They weren't young. I looked in their eyes when I would be with them. And I was like, hang on, how old are you? At this time, I was like in my early 30s. I thought they were same age yeah. as me, early 30s. They were 60. And I was like, hang on. There's something wrong with your eye or were you drunk <laughs> at that time? <laughs> I was going through my sober phase. Um, okay. I was just breaking through. And and I didn't know what Tantra was. Tantra was not a thing in 2014. Mm -hmm. um, and I would be with these women and they'd be 50 or 60 years old. And I would meet one of them and they would say, I'd say, what is your secret? What are you doing? And they say Tantra. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Can you tell me what it is? He said, no. Yeah. They wouldn't tell me. And then I would meet another woman at another festival. I was a big part of the Burning Man oh. world. Yeah, that was my, to go there. that was my world. I was like the face of Burning Man 2012. Like, whatever I do, I get really good at it. Mm -hmm. I have this perfectionist mindset from advertising. Yeah. So it's like... Even that's an Aquarian thing. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to be the world's best. Yeah. <laughs> so I would find these women and they, they've obviously found the fountain of youth. Mm -hmm. And it's a thing that they're doing. And they kept on saying, Tantra, 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 Tantra. Mm -hmm. Now, I only had one spiritual friend back then. And I said, hey, I heard about this thing called Tantra. All these women are doing it and they're living forever. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, you don't want to do Tantra, mate. That's why yeah. you don't ejaculate. I was yeah. like, I am not going to do Tantra. Okay. Ejaculation is the best thing in life. Yeah. I'm built to ejaculate. I'm good. I And I just didn't do Tantra yeah. until there's too much evidence and signs. And I did my first Tantric uh, uh, workshop. And, and obviously, I've never gone back to normal mm -hmm. life since. And I invented the term ejaculation and i've got the shaft method that ejaculation that is interesting i don't ejaculate I, I don't ejaculate anymore okay. so I'm, I, let me answer the question yeah. about uh, longevity so i traveled the world for seven years and i went uh, from 
working a very, I had two properties in London, six figure salary, working at the top agencies, working with Disney, Samsung, Nokia, all the top agencies. But then my life became like Doctor Strange, the first movie. From ashram to guru to experience to mastery to all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was insane. And I basically learned what these women were doing. And my face changed, my body changed. Like I look at old photos of myself when I uh, didn't go to the gym and I had amazing abs <laughs> and I look incredible. I still look incredible now, mm -hmm. but um, without working out, all I was doing was the free things that they said. And I interview a lot of women who have found the fountain of youth. And do you know what the number one thing they say? I, they say free things over and over again. And I was like, so how did you live forever? What's your secret? Mm -hmm. The number one thing is guess. Sex. Yeah. But a very specific style of sex. Where you don't ejaculate and keep the life force energy within yourself. Exactly. You sublimate the energy. But the key thing is moving the spine. Mm -hmm. So they're not going bum, 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 bum. The traditional things that you'll see on the internet. They're doing a very specific style of, uh, I call it the art of tantric lovemaking. It's like a whole category of a, a very uh, systematic way of making love. It's mm -hmm. not what you do. Okay. It's completely the opposite of what every human is doing do on the planet. you get the same amount of pleasure? No. Okay. You get a 10x your pleasure. Mm -hmm. You live longer. Mm -hmm. Like, it, like my, I'm 172 years old now, and I'm getting wow. younger and younger and younger. It's fantastic. Yeah. So number one is uh, tantric lovemaking. Yep. Moving the spine, sublimating the energy up. Very unique, uh, but very ancient way of making love. Mm -hmm. Number two is dancing while you're having sex or i've invented a thing called sex static dance yes sex static that dance. is a thing that i do but i mean if you love dancing if you love sex why not incorporate a both mm -hmm. uh, with your partner or your partners um so number two is dance movement meditation there's a thing called ecstatic dance your body people when they hear certain music they just can't stop but move and dance mm -hmm. the body was built for movement not sitting in front of your computer. Yep. So this is another thing. Again, moving the spine. Mm -hmm. And number three, the, the third thing that they all say is having a childlike uh, curiosity for life and playfulness. These women, they don't give a fuck. They're hilarious. So they never mention diet. Mm -hmm. None of them have ever mentioned diet. And I've done this test and these interviews for, for yes, nine years now. Another, none of them mentioned food. And I'm like, really? Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, this whole concept of um, getting all the things that get you to get into this pleasure or ecstatic states. Ecstatic and state, that's getting, what it is. Yeah, getting this as a part of your general practice. Even the childlike curiosity, like, I think a lot of people, especially after they grow old, about 40 to 50, they start losing their zest and their interest in life. I love the fact you said getting old, 40 to 50. Yeah, because... Do you know how old... I just celebrated my 172nd... No, I'm 43 years yeah. old. So I'm getting younger and younger. I remember when I was like 21 and I met a 40-year-old, they were done. They were old. And, and, that's, and that's what you see these days as well. A lot of people say 40 is a new 20, but like... That's a limited subset of the population. When you look at 40 or 50 years old and you take a general bigger population, people are getting depressed, they're on SSRIs, and 
one of the things that changes in the brain is that when you're younger, you're more curious about life and you're more, you want to get into more experiences, even if you know that the experiences are going to be similar of some sort, but you want to try, you want to experiment, mm. you want to see something different. And as this declines, there is also some evidence to show that your brain is like, man, what the fuck? Like, there is nothing more to look forward to. So let me start shutting off certain neural networks. Mm. And <clears throat> one anti-aging hack that I tell people is be more curious. Yeah. Be, keep laughing all the time. Like, yeah, this is the highest state. Yeah. I've met so many enlightened masters. Yeah. It's just, they're just like Yoda. All they do is laugh and dick about. Yeah, it's, I mean. That's a hit. It's so simple, but yet yeah, everyone that goes down the spiritual, personal development, um, tantric, no, tantra is different. Uh, anyone who's getting more woke, they become so serious. Yeah. When was the last time you laughed? When was the last time you danced? When was the last time you sang? And when was the last time you made love? Well, dance, I'm sure a lot of people would. I did two days ago, but. Um, really? Where? Yeah, I went for this holy celebration. Oh, I was yeah. at one of them. Yeah. yeah so, so on Wednesday, next, what are you doing next Wednesday? I got told by Nadine, which is a common friend, about the event. But in the morning, I yes. have a super important meeting. Oh, but we'll talk about this. Also. Okay, because we what we want to do is bring wellness oh, to tell, the... Oh, yeah, tell us about it on the podcast. So. Yeah, I, so I come from... So I'm a dancer. Mm -hmm. Goes very against my very strict devout Muslim upbringing. <laughs> you do not dance. But once I found dance, I, I just couldn't stop. And I've traveled the world. I've been, like, when I was in my 20s, um, I used to dance with Britney Spears and Maya uh, dancers in, in L.A. and everything like that. I was, a, I was a break dancer. I've been teaching yeah. dance as long as I can remember. So movement is my thing. And I found that a lot of people, especially in cities, they need to drink mm -hmm. to get drunk in order to disconnect, in order to connect. Mm -hmm. That's not real. Yeah, it's, it, a, it's a negative feedback loop as well because that triggers uh, things like addiction yes like i mean addiction. i i work with the addicts all day every day and that's my job to help people overcome their addictions what's that one thing that you find different about addicts like what it makes is there some personality characteristics or is it environmental characteristics or we're just sad okay. <laughs> we've got nothing to cling on to um i i overcame my addiction nine years ago so mm -hmm. i've been um, drink and drug free since then. So I'm, I'm very blessed to be addicted to nothing. Mm -hmm. And for everybody watching and listening, I want to give you a, a quick uh, tool uh, before going back to what happens on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wellness Wednesday. We, we want to bring consciousness and like uh, longevity and biohacking skills through singing, dancing and breath work in events so more people could come together. So when I came off and I took one year to do each of these so first year was the easiest one which was why was i smoking mm -hmm. i was smoking cigarettes second year was why was i drinking i was addicted to alcohol and the third one was the hardest one uh, the easier one the drinking was the worst one um was why was i taking drugs mm -hmm. so the first one was i asked myself why 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 am i smoking because i want to get fucked up why do i want to get fucked up because i hate my life Okay, then the, the real work is I need to learn how to love my life. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different story and a whole different thing altogether. But that, you can teach people through. Yes, yes, yeah, things. yeah. So the next one, the next year was, because remember, when you go tantric, you'll live longer. Mm -hmm. 
um, the addictions are the things that are killing you. Like I had liver damage. If I drank any more within three months, I would have died. Oh man! I had kidney damage. I, yeah, I pushed it really far. If I had kid, uh, I I I was drinking so much, I was almost on the dialysis machine, and I again, I almost died. Many times, I've almost died, but I've overcome it because um, I just learned to. Key thing is loving yourself. So, uh, drinking. Why was I drinking? I I I. Once upon a time, I used to get paid to uh, dance on stage, but also I got paid to make out with people. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Is that in London? It is in London. Yeah, yeah. We were. Well, if you're listening to this and you're in London, you need a job. Then you, <laughs> you know, could actually could get one more thing. Exactly. You could get paid to make out. To... <laughs> so I could. I so I love relationships. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to understand. The reason why I'm living longer is because I have healthy nourishing amazing relationships with people i love mm-hmm. including my mom and dad love my mom and dad so i've done a lot Shout of inner work <laughs> yeah so make that connection with your mom and dad the, the good so you don't project any of their programming onto your partner especially your loving sexual intimate partners mm-hmm. so i have um a lot of amazing lovers so i couldn't connect to women anymore because i was drinking and I stopped drinking, and I needed to figure out how to connect with women. Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest challenge. I, ha- I started to develop a thing called social anxiety. When you're drinking, you do not have social anxiety. When I'm drinking, I'm the first person dancing on the tables and making out with everyone and having a great time, and I raise up the energy in the room and go, let's party! And um, life was easy. But then when you stop drinking, I'm a that's mess. Where, <laughs> yeah, that's where life fell apart. In, right? Yeah, it's like, who am I without the alcohol? So I had to do, to this day, I'm still working on my confidence. I still have crippling social anxiety. Oh, I would never, I would <laughs> never imagine that. I've met Shop, uh, you know, at Mind Valley once and I've seen his videos. Like, this is the last person on earth. I have I social anxiety. So social anxiety. It's so fucking shit. Um, the reason why I have it is because I'm able to teach other people how to overcome it. Mm-hmm. Like, no one would think, I have social anxiety and the reason, and this is a construct that I've done to, and this is my strong suit. I have to somehow become the best. Mm-hmm. I have to somehow become the best entertainer. Someone gives me a stage. I create the community. So everyone knows who I am. So I don't have to say hello to anyone. So everyone mm-hmm. just comes up to me and says, hello. And this again, Tantra, analyzing the data, being present. Where, where's my blind spots? How have I constructed the reality where I'm not facing my main problem, which is approaching people, fear of rejection. Like it's, it's it's so much psychology in yeah. tantra. It's amazing. It sounds like the tantra guys were one of the first biohackers. Out they there. were. So that's how it works. They were the ultimate biohackers because it was all about the body. Mm-hmm. Tantra, Taoism, is a physical and energetic um, understanding of bodies of just sitting still and just seeing what's going through you. Mm-hmm. It's it's fascinating. And I've what I've done in the last nine years, I've distilled it down. To make it again, advertising mindset. How do I bring very big esoteric things into simple language? Mm-hmm. So the final thing I overcame was um, drugs. Why was I taking drugs? Because it made me feel like I was back in the womb. Mm-hmm. So is that your safe space? Yeah. Okay. So that's why I was a drug addict. And what kind of drugs did you do? Anything, everything, all okay. the time. <laughs> what was your favorite? Um, it was it was ketamine. Ketamine, okay. 
But nice. now there's a thing called conscious ketamine, and you could which use it for yeah. which you, which you could use for therapy. Mm-hmm. It's cool now. There's so much conscious ketamine therapy happening all around the world. There's psychedelics being used, MDMA, MDMA, MDMA therapy. therapy, exactly. So you could get into these states now. And this is a final piece of the why. Why was I smoking? Why was I taking drugs? And why was I taking drugs? I was able to get into those womb-like states and other transcendental states and higher consciousness states through my body. Breath, sound, and movement. So I've been doing a thing called yoni de-armoring, uh, yoni worshipping, and also... Um, yoni worshipping? Yeah. So can you give us like a quick thing on what is yoni worshipping? Because yoni, in lack of a better word, if you just want to keep it simply out there, is a vagina. It's a vagina. Okay. Yeah, so I mentioned it earlier. I worship the... women's vaginas, yes. Okay, is it like any specific women or like the greater women energy field? Or No, it's just literally you are, You have a human body that, okay. that belongs to a woman who has a vagina. Okay. Um, goddess worshipping is a thing that we uh, do in the tantric arts. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, lots of goddesses like Kali, Lakshmi. Again, we're not talking about religion here. Mm -hmm. I would like to make everybody listening because a lot of people are very strict in their religious beliefs. Mm -hmm. I'm a Muslim. My parents are Muslim. I'm not a Muslim. I went to Jerusalem and I downloaded the 10 principles of unicornia. I literally thought I was was a unicorn. Yeah. I thought I was a unicorn for seven years of my adult life. They were great seven years of my adult life. My whole 30s, I literally (laughs) thought I was a unicorn. You you know something interesting is that um, in India, in some of the villages, what they do is when they talk about... uh, So for the first 10 years, in some of the ancient practices, they don't even let children go to school or any kind of formal education. Because they... 10 or 12, because they want children to already come into the world without having some sort of like a push down knowledge mm. towards them in a formal sort of an education so they're just out there playing discovering their true selves seeing what they're made of seeing what their fears are seeing what they like what they dislike and if you go to these villages and you ask them like you know which village are you from or which country are you from then they use this sanskrit term called aham brahmasmi which means i am cosmic mm. so i am the child of the cosmos so a lot of these ancient traditions as well like you know again we're not talking about being religious Mm. we're talking about some traditions who have invested way too much time way too much energy to figure out a few things so they just have access to more data and more knowledge like the biohackers so these guys they're even you talk to these people and they're like and i'm a child of the cosmos so there is then no more comparison because like if there's no countries. It's not like I'm from India, you're from UK or somewhere else. We're all like living in the same sort of like cosmos and we're all the same. Well, this is a beautiful. So I want everyone to know I love all religions. Mm-hmm. I spent nine years in these tantric, spiritual, woke, uh, conscious communities. <clears throat> all religions have the same thing. They're helping you reach enlightenment. If you haven't reached enlightenment doing these things, then you're doing it wrong in my opinion, because they're all um, created to help you reach enlightened states, which is connect to God, Allah, Shiva, whatever it is, it's all the same thing. The hippies call it oneness. So I want everyone to understand 
the original biohacking is in all religious texts. Mm -hmm. uh, the brain loves stories, so this is why it's all laced in stories. All the tools are in there. Around your neck is some mala beads. There's probably 108 of them. I don't know. So my mom, she's a Muslim. She has that. What, what's your religion? Hinduism. And you have that. Mm -hmm. The Pope. I'm cosmic. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Pope, he has that. Yeah. There's three different religions with the same mm -hmm. tool. Do you know about transcendental meditation, the mm -hmm. science behind it? Yes, but you can educate us more. Exactly. So the teacher gives you a made-up word that isn't even real. You could Google it. Give me uh, the transcendental meditation word. And it, it gives you your age and a made-up word. Mm -hmm. It's nothing real. You have to say it over and over again, and all you're doing is reprogramming your mind to stop talking to yourself. Remember, you are not your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So every single religion has one of these. Mm -hmm. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. My mom says, Allahu, 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 Allahu. I say, I love my life, I love my body, I love myself, I love my life, I love my body, I love myself, I love my life, I love my body, I love myself. So I actually, instead of hating my life, which is what I used to say, and hating my body, which is what I used to say, and I definitely hated myself, I started to love my life, love my body, I love and love myself. I'm chanting, creating a vibrational frequency, and I chant to all the gods. Like, I was living in Sweden for two years. Guess who I was praying to? Who? Freya, the goddess of love. Freya. The goddess of love. Yes. Okay. Um, and also Boulder, the mm. Boulder the Beautiful. Every country has a story and a religion. And if you pray to the land, then you'll manifest things quicker. So here's a few things that all religions have. They come together with community and connection, usually on a Sunday or Friday, and they pray together. Mm -hmm. I always say friends that pray together stay together. Okay. They're praying. Um, they have these beads. So they're chanting, they're reprogramming their subconscious mind. They're focusing their attention onto something positive. Um, they all sing, devotional singing. Um, every single religion has a mystical ele element to it. Uh, Hinduism has tantra. Mm -hmm. um, Islam, Muslims have Sufism. Mm -hmm. um, Judaism has uh, the Kabbalah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tibetan Buddhism, Buddhism has also Tantra. Mm -hmm. So there's all Christianity. I don't know what their mystical one is, mm -hmm. but they definitely have a mystical well, one. I wanted to get your opinion on one thing. You mentioned they about do the same stuff. book, which is called the Magdalene Manuscript. Mm. Jesus is, was Tantric. Jesus was Tantric. So this is, you know, probably going to be super new for anyone who's listening, including myself. So what's, since we were on, Christianity. What is this Magdalene manuscript? What is it about? So every single... So I come from a matriarchal society. Remember, mm -hmm. I've not been part of humanity for nine years. Mm -hmm. I've been in these tiny pockets where it's just run by women. Okay. So I was a servant to women. Mm -hmm. Can you understand that as a concept? It's difficult to wrap my head around it. It's easier to say yes, but like... Yeah, you, you can't... Under yeah. What does that look like? It means that women You're are running the show. Day. Yeah, so I've been busy for a long time. And it's women helping women to raise up women. This whole feminine empowerment movement, I was at the, the forefront mm -hmm. and a pioneer in that, in that industry. It's one of the biggest exploded industries on the planet. Okay. Pussy power, mm -hmm. boss bitches, 
um boss babes pussy power power. yes it was all about female empowerment the genitals um they they create the portal of creation is worshipped amongst them Mm -hmm. it's literally left men behind like this is why women are just so far ahead and men are dying at a rapid rate there's no one like me that's um out there like i should be teaching all this stuff for men Mm -hmm. but i've been doing it for women yeah, because you're a coach, right? You're an empowerment coach. Exactly, for women, well. for women yeah. yeah. So I've translated all that stuff uh, for men now, and I'm actually working with men because the women is a shaft. Where are all the good men? We need you to teach mm-hmm. the stuff that you've embodied because I don't ejaculate, I worship women. Uh, I'm, I'm also uh, balanced in my masculine and in my feminine. I'm, I'm both. I'm not just logical, I'm heart-centered as well. So and Shiva I have a powerful Shakti lingo. Sort of yeah, Shiva yeah. Shakti thing. Uh, masculine, feminine energies. So the Magdalene Manuscript is it's all about these practices and the story about where was Jesus after he, like there's no story of him when he was born to when he came back to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Where was he during, when he was, like I'm actually a lot older now, but um, in his 20s, what was he doing? Apparently he was in Egypt learning uh, the temple arts, which is what I've embodied and studied for nine years, the, the temple arts. Is this connected to tantric? Uh, 100%. Okay. So, yeah. It's the same stuff. Okay. Everything's the same stuff. When I came out of Tantra, I realized Tony Robbins was using the same language as tantric practices. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in this whole Mind Valley thing. It's like, oh, that's Tantra, that's Tantra, that's Tantra. Again, going back to the religious thing, they come together and sing gospel, gospel choirs, um, bhajans, kirtans. Sufis, they all sing mm-hmm. devotional songs to open up the heart. It brings communities together. The mala, the beads, chanting to change your subconscious mind to focus onto something positive. They all pray. Now, the power of prayer is so important. My mom and dad, they can't speak or write English. Mm-hmm. Somehow, they went to England, and I was born there, mm-hmm. and they bought a house. Some of the people in England are struggling to even buy one house. Mm-hmm. They bought two, three. Then they bought a, re- a restaurant and then another restaurant. They wow. can't read or write English. Do you know what they do? They pray five times a day. They, wherever the mind goes, the energy flows. They put so much effort and drive and prayer into manifesting material possessions that they could take money and give it back to the village in Bangladesh. My dad built a school there. My dad, dad built the community there. My Shout dad, your dad I know he's fucking amazing. Yeah. Elvis, love you, love you, dad. His name's Elvis. His name's Elvis. Okay, yeah. Elvis, we love you too. Exactly, and my mom's amazing. So they've done so much through prayer. Mm-hmm. So all the religious stuff. Yes, they've created the biggest wars on the planet, mm-hmm. but it's also been used as a tool to help people reach states of enlightenment. Is it's the original manuscript for biohacking, tantra, Taoism, Taoism, uh, yoga, kung fu. All these things are the original things to utilize the body to reach just a more pleasant state in your life. All this stuff is doing is helping you relax your nervous system. When my dad prays, every single time the cat sits next to him. Cats are more attractive to spiritual people for people who are listening. So if you have spiritual people around or they can sense a balance in the energy systems, then you'll have snakes and cats. 
more animals will come. Is I, I always say, well, like, what you become like a Disney princess? <laughs> it's like, yes, it's true. Yeah. Like when I'm meditating and doing my rituals, dogs, cats, so they always sit next to me because they mm -hmm. can feel the energy. You also know how enlightened you are when you're like hanging out at festivals and how many kids hang out with you. It's like mm -hmm. they just like hanging out with you. And I I've learned so like I've been teaching um, dance. I'm a professional break dancer so like before the whole tantric path i was teaching break dancing to refugees and things like that um like kids can teach you so much mm -hmm. how i overcame my social anxiety was hanging out with kids and they they do not have social anxiety yeah. if they want to like trick an adult into buying them cake <laughs> and chocolates they will use these different techniques that they taught me mm -hmm. on how to do it so they taught me this thing with like um stones that they do and it's like a puzzle Interesting. and they said if you could figure out this puzzle if you can't figure out this puzzle you've got to buy me cake yeah and yeah. and i and i learned it and now every festival i go to because I, yeah. I teach it a lot um i do that trick wow interesting. <laughs> i get free cake that's cool one of the things that I also like to tell people is that if you want to improve your longevity, peak performance, or get to all good states and just get a lot of wisdom in a short amount of time, which is the biohacking sort of a way, is to hang out with people who are like people who are at least two times your age. So like let's say if I my biological age right now is 32, by the way, I don't You're 32. Uh, yeah, by the way, I don't count myself as uh age in terms of numbers but i count my age in terms of percentage so right now i'm 19.9 percent .9 of my lifetime which is i'm approximating that i'll live for 150 years old i'm so gonna be 300 bit. for sure yes yeah, so, i already know 300 so right now i'm 19 percent. but i would love to hang out with people who are like 80 because the amount of wisdom that they have and the amount of things that they want to share and they really want to help you out without judging you without sort of like and that's the whole story where you back in the day in villages and tribes there is one person who's leading the entire village and if you want to have any sort of an advice you go to that person mm. because chances are that that person is being in your situation he's walked yeah. that path he knows what to avoid and he's fallen down the village elders yeah the village elders which we often in this <clears> society we sort of like keep them aside and we don't want to look at unless he's Warren Buffet or someone else like who's really old. But mm. basically, if the person isn't successful in terms of finance, then we don't want to take their advice. And that happens yeah. to a lot of people's grandparents, parents. And the other subset of the population, which is super interesting, is hang out with people who are like less than 14 years old. Like hang out with kids. Because once you hang out with kids, they will they're just so pure and like the way they approach things and the way they're so playful and curious, they bring an enormous amount of life force or life energy mm. into your life, which you can always learn from because you're, you're somewhere where, you know, between the ages of me and Shaft or everyone who's listening to the show, then you lose some of that curiosity. You lose some of that. Yeah. Zest. And <clears throat> the adults will be your problem solvers and the kids will be more of an inspiration to see life in a very, very good and bright way. So yesterday I was um, at Global Village and I still have this, I've seen and done so many crazy things and mm -hmm. that's why I have a book and a YouTube channel. Like it's insane the stuff I've done. But every time I see fireworks, I still go, oh, wow. 
wow yeah. it never gets old every time i see a show or something i'm like wow because i used to suffer from um depression like mm-hmm. since 1988 i've been depressed and like it's been super shitty mm-hmm. and there's many times i've tried to take my life and things like that and it's like i'm glad i didn't die mm-hmm. and i'm able to inspire a lot of people but i found that joy and um childlike curiosity and awe um and just finding gratitude and simple joy in the most simple basic things like i get really happy when i see a buffet mm-hmm. like take me to a buffet and i'll be really happy well i'm fasting for more than 50 hours now you better not mention the buffet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah just going to see like how i overcame my depression was I learned about these biohacking tricks. If you uh, smile for more than 90, like a big fake smile for more than 90 seconds, instead of focusing on I hate my life, uh, the brain thinks you're actually genuinely happy because the body's moved in a way mm-hmm. that it starts releasing feel-good chemicals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a thing called laughter yoga. If you fake laugh until it's a real laugh, the chemicals that make you happy, they start to get released. There's certain postures you could do, like power poses. Like and Exactly, pose, yeah. Like when I was depressed, my body yeah. was depressed. But when I became uh, happy, well, I've trained my habits uh, and my bodies. And like Tantra is basically body language. Change your body, change your mindset. Mm-hmm. It's, it's working that way around. And that's why Tantra is the most profound and quickest path to uh, just being okay with yourself and becoming happier because we work with the body first. Mm-hmm. Talking therapy is in the West. In the East, it's all about shut the fuck up yeah. and we'll just fix the body. Because mm-hmm. body can be a gateway to like other dimensions. Uh, exactly, yeah. The, the body always keeps the score. And like mm-hmm. this is where the, the traumas are stored. And this is what I briefly touched upon around sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to be having some kind of sexual trauma, it's going to be located here. Mm-hmm. Every human has some kind of sexual trauma because we're so uneducated about boundaries. No one knows how to say no. And I want your audience members to hear this. No is a sentence. If something something doesn't feel right, just say stop, pause, or no. Mm -hmm. Something feels great. If it's a full-bodied yes, like if your head, heart, and sex go, this is amazing, yes, then that's a full yes. Mm -hmm. So it's a full-bodied yes. Like Tantra is all about embodiment. It's embodied practices it's somatic connection head heart sex connection Mm -hmm. it's listening to your body it's understanding your body my body i have incredible relationships with women Mm -hmm. because my body chooses my my partner um my body just like feels another human body and she will feel it too remember women feel everything so when i connect with someone it's an instant connection i do not date anybody I haven't done the whole dating thing for nine years. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's just, I'm again, I've but been, you've had multiple partners. I have, mul- multiple I have, I live with my partner straight away. Okay. Like my love language is making money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always see uh, women as if I'm a king on the chessboard, mm-hmm. all my uh, <clears throat> pieces are queens. Okay. And each of these queens have their own ecosystems. And these women are leaders. These are powerful women who 
are leaders in their own communities and have their own ecosystem. So when I connect with someone, I'm able to combine empires so we become even more impact-driven so we could have bigger impact on the planet through our love. It's a love-based community. People are just trying to get the love of somebody. I'm more into like, when I say making money, that means purpose. I'm purpose-driven. I'm impact-driven. How much more impact can I have on the planet? And is my partner going to be energy-draining or help me spiral up? That's the way you want to see your relationships. Only sleep with strong, inspiring women that enrich your life is my default setting. So that's that's how I manage to have a very peaceful life in one partnership or multiple partnerships. Like I, I do a thing called a relationship mastery where you could actually design your own relationship. Mm-hmm. And is this via manifesting or doing certain practices that attract these yes, into your life? A, yeah, or yeah. it gives you a better ability to judge who is the right one and who's not. I mean, you once you listen to your body rather than your brain and your traumas, mm-hmm. then you only have really good relationships. You also mentioned about these three points, which is uh, head, heart, and, head, sex. Heart and yeah. sex. When you look at a lot of these ancient modalities, then they mm. mention uh, this whole ancient system called the chakras. Mm. And uh, a lot of people think that there are seven chakras, but there are many more. Many more, but, yeah. the, but there are seven chakras. Are you saying that you're looking at three isolated forms of these chakras or is this something completely different? It's a different uh, system. Every um, belief system has different systems. Mm -hmm. I remember Googling, what is, where, where is this second chakra? You've got the Muladhara, the Swadhisthana, the, the, the Manipura, but where is, where, like what? And it's all different colors. So different schools say different things. So Mm -hmm. it's up to you as an individual to just be non-judgmental and go, that one works for me. Okay. You also mentioned something about, um, in some of your work, about life being zeros and ones. So Yes. What is the foundation. zeros and ones? Is this something from like this Matrix movie or tell us more about it. Life is just a bunch of decisions. Mm-hmm. In a computer, what we see is literally a bunch of zeros and ones. And how's that translate to Tantra? Uh, <clears throat> the the main core foundation of this, if we're in assimilation, <clears throat> is by saying yes or no. Mm-hmm. That's it. That, that's life. Yes or no. That, and this is why a lot of people can't make decisions because it, the implications of the yeses and nos could be so severe that they'd rather avoid it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So... When you go deep into the, the tantric arts, the world of um, understanding your body is actually like analyzing the data in your body. I'm really good at making decisions. Like for me, that's a that's an easy thing. Is it because you don't think about the outcome <clears throat> and what kind of uh, impact it would have? My life has been such a fucked up mess uh-huh. that it every... Yeah, yeah. Dude, I've lost everything many times. Yeah, you died multiple times. <laughs> exactly. Like, the amount of cows my mum has like sacrificed to Allah yeah. is more than average just to keep me alive. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've lost my wealth, health, and relationships multiple times only to get more and more. Uh-huh. And my health, that's like the, the most worst thing when you lose that. It's like all the money you had, you just have to pour it into your health to mm-hmm. fix it. Again, knowing the biohacking thing. So you could actually, I could fix all my body now. It's amazing. Um, 
so the there was a zeros question. and ones zeros and ones boundaries so choices when you start to analyze the data in your body you can make better choices in life and there's no such thing as a bad situation because eventually later on in life you'll look back at it and go thank you for the lessons mm -hmm. and the blessings if that didn't happen i wouldn't be where i am now so all the major crisis points in your life or the breakdowns become breakthroughs and then you're able to go thank you for the lessons but when you're in the story trust me i was in the horrible story last year which was all over the internet mm -hmm. um, i lost my business last year it's really shit um out of my own choice i decided to stop doing all my tantric practices mm -hmm. i was like I, I plateaued so much, like I can't get any bigger where I where I was. Mm -hmm. uh, being in the in the female empowerment industry, being in the um, uh, the tantric uh, world, like I was one of the top teachers. I'm still one of the top teachers. Uh, one of the top healers. Like, what else can I do? There's, yeah. there's nothing more. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I wonder what would happen if I stopped these practices. And then I lost everything. Then I found Mind Valley, and I found all this other biohacking stuff, this new language, this new yeah. world, and coming back into normal society and integrating. So I'm able to navigate everything because I have an internal compass which guides me, which is my head, heart, and sex. And I'm able to say yes, no, or I could say yes to everything and no to everything. Like I, I could also fuck around with the whole system because I'm about the negotiation part that you talk about. Negotiation is great. Like if something doesn't feel right, you could always negotiate and say, how about we do it like this? So for example, if someone comes up to you and says, hey, I want to give you a massage and you, your brain is like, I don't really trust this person, but they look kind of hot. Mm -hmm. um, you could say, how about you start off with massaging my hand? Mm -hmm. Then you could feel safe enough in your body to go, okay, maybe you can massage my shoulder. Okay. Then you relax a little bit more, and you, then you feel more comfortable. And then you go, okay, this guy, this person's kind of nicer. Yeah, let's negotiate. What else can we explore together? Would this be applicable for every situation, or is it only for situations where you're like sort of not sure and you want to like give it a go, but at the same time you're like, oh man, you're, there's this voice in your head that's not saying either it's a no no or a yes yes but somewhere in the middle so we don't work with maybes for us in this world it's either a yes no and a maybe is also a no maybe is a no okay maybe is a no so it's either a full i want to be in a situation especially in an intimate situation where both parties are like yes yes yeah like it's a full yes it's a hell yes or it's a no exactly so this is a this is how to train your body uh it's going to look at, like you're not your thoughts. If you trust your body and you listen to your body, again, this is an embodiment practice. It's all mm -hmm. about understanding your nervous system, mm -hmm. coming into a space of homeostasis and like being just present mm -hmm. and then just feeling how you feel around that person. You know, when you like hang out with people and have conversations, you walk away and go, fuck, that was draining. Yeah. Oh the my god. Sort of the, yeah, exactly. Or vampires. Yeah. Or there's people that you hang around and I just feel comfortable and safe around you. Mm -hmm. So I'm just talking and I feel really, really happy right now. Yeah. So I'm gonna be walking out of here going, that was great. Yeah. So that's the vibe. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm -hmm. For I like when I was a unicorn, I used to say fabulousness attracts fabulousness. I was always attracting people who identify themselves as unicorns. So I didn't have to like say, believe in this, it's like Hey, can we follow you? Because I've been by myself all this time and you seem to be knowing what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, I created this belief system. Come here. Yeah. Join the uh, <laughs> unicorn, unicorn movement. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that is super interesting. I want to talk to you about um, sex for different individuals. So two of the situations that most people in the world, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, for women, let's start with women. How many women do you think have orgasms? Or true orgasms? 60, oh, what's the data again? 63% of um, American women, when questioned, did not have orgasms during sex. Mm-hmm. That's over half. And why is that? Oh, there's many reasons. What would be some of the most common reasons? Why? Is it no connection? Is it some sort of a belief system that is stopping them from accessing that orgasmic state? And This is my zone of genius. Thank you for asking. Um, they, there's... Well, I have to tell everyone just before I forget that uh, in preparation for this interview, I wanted to also introduce shove with the kind of like because he's not saying all this because he could see into the future like these things he's learned around it he's traveled the entire world i simply wanted to tell everyone on the show what kind of certifications has shaf done but there were way too many like man i wanted to tell people like okay he's uh, blah 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 and i'm like no i'm gonna give up because i can't remember all these things and the amount of work and the amount of study that you have done is incredible. And like, really, I would love to sort of let everyone know and credit you for that, man. Good. Mm, thank you. Being a male in this environment is um, is challenging. It can be tricky because a lot of people have a lot of judgments. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I'm super sexy, have great hair and abs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is great. I get a lot of projections and judgments, but... I'm just living in this life where I'm surrounded by beautiful people all the time. And it takes a lot of work to know that you are beautiful. I was not a good looking kid, just so you know. <laughs> my, my nickname. You look great now. Thank you very much. That's so 30,000 30, pounds of therapy. Wow. What's the mantra? I, I love, love my life. life. I, I love, love my body. body. I love, love myself. myself. I love my life, I love my body, I love myself. <laughs> Repeat it whenever you're in doubt. Exactly. We do the 21 day challenges with these mullers. You say it 108 times every day for 21 days. It takes three weeks for the, the brain, mind, body chemicals to change and your habits change. Again, mm-hmm. I work with addicts. So, yeah, neurons, the classic Hebb's law in neuroscience, uh, neurons that wire together, fire together. together. Exactly. So the the women who don't have orgasms, why is that? There's a medical con- condition called anorgasmia, the inability to have an orgasm by themselves or with a partner. You could Google it. There's a definition there. They're my favorite cases because they 100% of the time have an orgasm. They do. And they, they do. think that they don't or it doesn't feel like it. Nope. Um, they just... So when I'm... In the, in, the, in, the, in the places where I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked, these people have gone to the doctors, mm-hmm. they prescribe them medication to suppress their emotions so they don't feel anything anymore, they numb them. Um, medication in the West is for suppression, but they don't talk about what are your habits? What got you to this state? They're like, oh, you've got this problem, have this, catch you later. Mm-hmm. Everything is a bunch of habits. I'm just the sum of all my habits. I could have died because the sum of all my habits. But luckily, I'm living longer because all the new habits I had to learn, embody, and understand and let go of all the habits. So for women, 
do suffer from a thing called anorgasmia, the inability to have an orgasm, something happened earlier on where it stopped them from opening up and being in a relaxed state when being in a state of pleasure or intimacy or trusting a man. Interesting. So it's all psychology based. So when I see these women and work with these women, I know that they have the ability to have an orgasm like that. They're the easiest cases to cure because the lack of education. Now, let me give you a quick example. Um, when men touch a woman's vagina, or when when men connect with a woman, what is the first thing that they touch? They go, wah, wah, yeah. and then bum, 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 sleep. Yeah. That's it's it. It's like just... Mechanical. Yeah. Women, they're different to men. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, biologically, we're actually more similar than we are different as... as um, fetuses we were all women mm -hmm. then we got our chromosomes and then all of our bits changed and for some reason whoever created us our g-spots as men they're up our bum holes our prostate mm -hmm. like why did you do that um but yeah that's that that's the highest for, form of pleasure in a man mm -hmm. so that's Which most men are not getting they're not they even. They don't even know about this. They it's don't not even on their exactly. Oh, what's a higher? What's that? What's a really high case of cancer amongst men? Prostate cancer. Prostate cancer. What's not being stimulated? The prostate. Exactly. There's so many. There, there are these devices. I don't know if you've heard of them, but there are these devices that men can use or their partners can use to stimulate the prostate. They're vibratory. Yes, um, I, I have the 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 blue Lilo, and and I'm still my prostate. My life has changed so much because of anal dearmoring. So in, in, in the somatic trauma release therapies that we study and do, when you release trauma from the body, your life changes. You don't need to do talking therapy as much anymore. You don't have to take the ayahuascas or do the breath works or anything. Once it's physically released by a human um, or a crystal wand or whatever devices that you use, the tension that's in your body the cortisol, the stress, the stories, the trauma releases. And in that space of relaxation, that needs to be like when you're uh, massaging someone's back and you've got knots in the back, you release it, and then you can move your shoulder more, right? Mm -hmm. You're just a little bit less stressed. Yep. Same with trauma inside the body, especially for men. Uh, we're tight, holding everything together. But when you relax that and have an anal dearmoring session, my life has changed. Okay. Like I used to be um ungrounded had um like yeah the longest lasting things that's happened in my life when it comes to trauma release and therapy has been through uh genital dearmoring mm -hmm. because all of our pain and suffering comes from some kind of relationship usually intimate women can really relate to this more than men but i've been shut down a lot because of my female male like you know my loving relationships mm -hmm. So the more I healed that and healed the connection with my mother, uh, now I love my mom and I have incredible relationships with women, uh, I'm able to be a lot more freer. Yeah. And when it comes to women, especially with um, not feeling like they could relax enough to feel safe enough with a man, then they tense up and they can't allow... The, the nervous system to relax and their brain is stuck in their head. 
And the key, my job is to get them out the head into the body so they could feel more, to relax more, to have a relaxed nervous system so they feel safe in their own body to just open up, to feel okay within themselves. So men touch women very differently. Women don't know how to express themselves because they don't know what they want as well because of a lack of education. And my job is educating people about their biological makeup in their body, making men and women understand their pleasure pathways to teach people that life is not like porn. Mm -hmm. Don't get educated from watching films mm -hmm. and start to actually understand your own body. Understand how to release the oxytocin in your body. Learn how to um, go into these longer orgasmic states we call it a valley orgasm where you don't actually have an orgasm but you become orgasmic and it's not your partner's responsibility to give you an orgasm all the partner is doing is holding space for you to have your own orgasm mm -hmm. so that's how it and really works and this is works. a state that you can teach people correct easy In your courses yeah courses this is a, and... it's so simple okay like, it's so simple, people think it's not real. And this is why the doctors and the, the medications that are prescribed, they literally have to Google Tantra or sacred sexuality, and yeah. then my face comes up. And then it's like, that's why I'm getting booked all the time, because I'm the last resort for these people. Okay. Uh, let's turn the table. So let's talk about men. So with men, two of the most common things that happen is performance anxiety. And the other thing that happens is erectile dysfunctioning or let's put it three premature ejaculation as well so big what, thing yeah what's your thought on this like a why is it happening and can tell B, you. sort of what's your take how do you think people can fix it so i had a client he was indian and he basically was caught he his marriage fell apart he has two children and she left him in the end because he would ejaculate within 30 seconds ouch yeah that could be hard. and he couldn't understand why the the therapist and everybody they 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 just they just gave him again gave him pills biagra all the things they mm -hmm. didn't they didn't ask him the most basic questions so here's a case study that that was one of my clients and i and i healed him within like two sessions easy again i'm just talking to him i'm just want to hear people's stories all we are is a bag of bones and a bunch of stories Mm -hmm. I'm just collecting the data and I want to know when was the last time this happened? And these are the simple questions that I ask because everything is so fucking basic. Mm -hmm. So, Mr. Client, um, when was the last time this happened? Uh, this happened uh, four, four weeks ago with this new partner. And I lasted 30 seconds and I was overcome with shame and she said it was okay. I was like, okay, great. Um, when was the very first time this happened? And I get them to close their eyes, guide them for a meditation. Last time it happened, he remembers the time. The emotions come up. <clears throat> he's in the emotional state. He's in the story. Now I could get him to run the movie inside of his brain and go, when was the first time it ever happened? Mm -hmm. And he goes all the way back to when he was 13 years old, be, living in India, um, watching porn on his internet. He doesn't have a lock on his door. And his mom comes in and sees him masturbating. And she shouts at him. And he feels so much shame that he just... That's it. He's, he's sexually, he's actually sexually traumatized. Yeah. Remember, everyone has sexual trauma. So he's sexually traumatized now, uh, which means something to do with his genitals. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know how that one event echoes into the whole part of his adult life. He, 
he doesn't know that he doesn't know how it's related and i was like okay so at the age of 13 he gets caught masturbating ever since then because he doesn't have a lock on his door he trains his muscle memory to ejaculate fast so that the door doesn't get open and he doesn't wow. get caught ever again wow. so he's trained his nervous system the somatic connection, the pleasure pathways have to reach a state of ejaculation before his mom catches him. And the body supports it. Yes. Interesting. I'm playing Sherlock Holmes as a male sex worker, a therapist, a space holder to listen to the stories and get to the root cause of these psychological reasons why the body acts the way it does. Mm -hmm. So my job's simple now. Now I know that I've got the data. I can see... Last time it happened and the first time it happened. And ever since then, before 30 seconds. Now I've got, now as I've studied so many things, my brain naturally will say, oh, he needs this tool, this tool, this tool. And I've done this with thousands and thousands of people now, and men and women, because we're more similar than we are different. I just have to hear the stories. My toolbox is so big that I could just say, try this, try this, try this. Here's your prescription. Catch you later. And it takes not so many. It's it, not like it someone doesn't has to depend on you for life. It's no, it's it's so simple. Things, simple things. habits. Okay. That's all it is. So guess what I told him to do. Surprise me. So it's simple. I could ten x your this thirty seconds to three minutes to thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. Easy. All you gotta do, bro, is slow things down. Because he's never slowed it down. Remember, his body's trained to do it for 30 seconds. He's doing as fast and hard as possible. Yes. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you a self-pleasure practice. Instead of 30 seconds, by yourself, because he's got to master his own body first before he connects with someone else, you've got a 10-minute pleasure practice. What you're going to do is you're going to stimulate your whole body, mm -hmm. not just your penis, with coconut oil. Put on a plate. Why coconut oil? Um, Something to... I'm a big fan of coconut oil. Yeah. This is why I'm, I'm trying to get like... It's natural. It's just, just natural. Okay. And it's just... You could glide around your body. And if you put it on... Instead of your just skin, it feels good. But you put oil or coconut oil, it feels amazing. Okay. It's very <coughs> And it's natural. Exactly, well. yeah. It's <clears throat> very good for the whole body. And you could... Internal and external use. Mm -hmm. There's many, many health benefits for coconut Antibacterial, oil. Antibacterial, exactly, yeah. all these sort of things as well. It's like the miracle cure for everything. And yep. if your oil pull for 15 minutes a day, your gum disease, your breath, everything changes. Minutes? It's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. It's I really do it for time. about 30 seconds. Yeah, you should I be doing bit, yeah, it's 15 uh, minutes. Longer. Yeah, I used to have gum disease and like bad breath and everything. It's all gone. I've cured so many oh, illnesses. Oil pulling, sorry. <laughs> oil my pulling. bad. I am... My bad. I do oil pulling for at least 10 minutes. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that I was mentioning to is another Ayurvedic practice, which is tongue scraping. Yeah. So the tongue scraping, that's, the is, best that's what I'm doing for 15 to 20 seconds. But the oil pulling, I'm doing with at least for like 10 to 12 minutes. So what I do is I wake up in the morning, I put the, the times that I can, I'll put the uh, oil in my mouth. Either I'll drive to Jiu-Jitsu and like all the way that I'm driving, I'm having that That's on. smart. Or I'm going for a walk with my dog and then midway through, I'll just sit yeah. down It's. I'm trying to get back into the habit. I mean, I don't have bleeding gums anymore, which mm -hmm. is amazing. I only had bleeding gums from as long as I can remember until I went down that tantric path. Mm -hmm. Penises, lung, 
longevity. So here yep. we go. Finishing off that story, everybody, you're getting so much value from this. It's great. I've given you so many tools. <laughs> it's fantastic. Thank so you. he basically had 10 minutes of a disciplined practice he had to do every day because mm -hmm. now I'm trying to uh, revert 34 years of his life of doing the same thing over and over again. So he's ha he has to change his habits. So he's massaging his whole body, incorporating his lingam. And for the first week, he's just incorporating his lingam. He's just massaging his body. So now his habit is changing. Instead of his brain thinking, I could jerk off and 30 seconds, it's like, no, you just, there's no goal now. Mm -hmm. There's no goal. Second week, okay, now you're focusing only on your lingam. And now you, as you've stacked up this seven-day practice, the next seven days, which is the second week, we're going to get you to uh, focus more on your lingam and you're going to do these different strokes. Mm -hmm. So you're changing your habits instead of going hard and fast. We're going to bring in the champagne bottle. Mm -hmm. We're going to bring in the rainbow rub. There's all these different types of way of activating your lingam and you're going to incorporate your testosterone boosting um, place, which is your testosterone, uh, your testicles. Mm -hmm. And we're going to bring in some testicle massage. Mm. I want to, I want to quickly interrupt you for a moment. Do you know what is one thing that is sort of uh, the ancients would say that go out naked first thing in the morning and then the light hits your testes and there are certain cells in the testes called the Leydig cells that are responsible for making testosterone. So this could be really interesting for your clients who have like a little bit of testosterone imbalance, which is expose yourself to natural light, but 99.99% of us cannot do it because where are you going to go naked, right? The other alternative that can boost testosterone levels up to 200% is having some sort of a red and near infrared light therapy. So just like you saw in the Mind Valley, when mm. we have these tools of red light therapy, super easy. Shine red light on your balls, and that will increase your testosterone by two hundred percent. Also, ice cold showers. You can't oh, get yeah. cold showers here. It's like you just take um, some ice and put it on your balls. So that is really good. Yeah. Like I remember during COVID time, um, like the most basic tantric practices that we got taught was women massage your breasts for 10 minutes a day. They get firmer, bigger, but also the, the benefits again, reducing what are the cancers amongst breast cancer? It's, it's, it's like, guys, there's a reason why there's so much cancer in your genitals because mm -hmm. they're neglected. I'm like, these practices are anti-cancer causing. So they're physically neglected and also mentally sort of neglected because yeah, no one loves their body. Exactly. Yeah. So the the so the most basic uh, foundational level boundaries. Saying, I love myself. <laughs> I love my I life. Love my I love my body. I love I myself. Love yes. Yeah. Uh, but for women, massage your breast with coconut oil and take your time. It releases oxytocin and makes you feel in love with yourself. For men. You could get your uh, testicles in a like a man bun and get it like this, and you could do this okay. or this. You could like use your hands or the palm for ten minutes. This activates and stimulates the testicles to release more testosterone. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So do the red light and this and and the ice and your golden. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I could be talking to you for man, the entire day. But I know that uh, you have to go, so I'll we'll start wrapping up here, and maybe we can do a part two sometime later. So I'm into it. Um, my last question to you would be: If you had a time machine, now 
this is my classic question that I ask everyone. Buy bitcoins. Yeah. And that's, that's what, it. And that's what <laughs> Two I words. People. Two words to my younger self. Buy Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> you know, it's so funny that in every interview, I have to tell this to people like, you know, just don't say it that buy Bitcoin. But there's some sort of a connection because over the last 70 interviews that I've done, people I've said this it. and you, this is the first thing you say. So, yeah. I mean, it could be an Aquarian thing. It could be that we're in that space and, you know, holding up. I was so other. rich. I, could, I, was, I was in full financial freedom just a couple of years ago. But then again, I had to lose it all just for me to be here. And else. Exactly. Yeah, then we would have never uh, crossed our path. So I'm super happy it. and grateful to whatever driving force there is in the universe to be with me <laughs> and for all the audience to get to know about Lingam and Lingam simulating and like even Yoni simulating things. So, but anyway, if this wasn't Bitcoin, what would be that one thing that you would go back to yourself and for yourself? This is actually a, a tantric practice we do this a lot future selves and past selves it's kind of like the six phase but it's all the same stuff because there's no is this there's because no there's no time yeah right yeah, no so time. that's a hard concept for everyone who's listening and we could go we don't want to go that rabbit hole but yeah man time is time is funny yeah. time is funny and mysterious at the same time like if you really think about it we've been alive forever mm-hmm. like since the dawn of a the, whatever came out the primordial soup mm-hmm. like we like me as a person it took so many humans for me to come to this place and i have the cells of all of those humans mm-hmm. so i've lived i could go back in time through all the cells back yeah. in back to the original yeah, so i could definitely go back people, in time that's a lot of people is showing like these days a lot of geneticists are being showing that there are intergenerational things that people carry there yeah. is genetic coding that can store way too much information than you know the the biggest, uh, the hardware guys like cloud computing, like cloud computing is nothing. When you can think of like how much each memory, each cell of yours can store and how much it could be passed mm. on. Like, for example, you wouldn't like shop, you wouldn't probably remember your great, great grandfather, but like his nose is probably on your face. Exactly. Like, this is a sort yeah. of information that's going on for like millions of years. The yogics knew it. Um, so what would I say? Basically, <sighs> Chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. It's all going to work out fine. Look at your stories. Look how far you've come every single time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, take home enjoy, message. Enjoy the ride. Chill the fuck out. Enjoy the ride. Shab, I know you've got so many, re- you've given us so many resources. And I personally, uh, from me, from the whole audience, from Ship to CJ, from the biohacking community, from you know, whatever force in the universe that got us together. Thank you. I really Thank appreciate you. So much. you. I hope your your kindness. audience uh, find some value in this. Of course. And I got to learn so much from you. What was you, your three takeaways? You, well, three things that I, first thing would be chill the fuck out. Yeah. Because once you can sort of give your, your nervous system this message, <laughs> then everything in life becomes easy. Yeah. So one takeaway for me is chill the fuck out, uh, which I will try to incorporate in my life. Sometimes it gets a little bit stressful like everyone's, but like um, I want to be more on the victor than the victim mindset. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell myself, chill the fuck out. Second thing, really cool that I'm going to take away and I'm going to encourage all of my audience to do is when in doubt, when your emotions are going low, tell yourself, I love my my life, life. I I love love my my body, body. I love love myself. myself.
second thing like and that. the third thing that is really important is that start addressing so people who have a everyone might have you regardless of where you're from and what kind of conditions you've grown grown up in there might be some sort of traumas that you are not even aware about that is outside your lens of reality so all you have to do is after listening to this whole conversation is that if there are some aspects of your life that you cannot explain some things that you even doctors have told you like oh that that just happens nothing just happens there's always a reason behind it and what your role as a person is is you could go two ways according to me one is the slow and long route with a lot of like you know monks would tell you meditate for years and years and one day you might have enlightenment and it might be after many 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 lifetimes but then there's another way which is a biohacker way mm. and the biohacker way is what the buddhists or like these ancient gurus will tell you this is a way to shortcut but you know it's a little bit dangerous but you know what you don't have time like of course you want to do it fast and the way to do it is to try for some time to solve it yourself but then find someone out raise your hand go and find people like chef and these these guys have gone through way too much in terms of their personal life in terms of their certification in terms of people they have met and solved this whole scenario so go to an expert go to a village elder go find a mm. practitioner raise your hand tell them your problem like you said sometimes it's the most simplest things mm. but it's outside your lens of reality mm. so you cannot see it and is designed in a way that you won't be able to see it so get someone else in who can play Sherlock Holmes so those are yeah. my three takeaways that's amazing yeah. you, you did great job and a great summary um there's something that we do in a i always say surround yourself with better versions of yourself mm-hmm. if you're surrounding yourself with broke celibate uh, traumatized hippies you'll become the next broke celibate traumatized you're hippie. the average of the five people you exactly hang out with. if you if you hang around with millionaires you'll be the next millionaire mm-hmm. so yeah it's as simple as that music where can people find you? So you've got multiple things. You've got a course, you've got <clears throat> you know, YouTube videos, you, you do private sessions. So mm-hmm. where would be that one place that people can get access to all of the information? At Shaft Uddin, U-D-D-I-N, on Instagram and YouTube. They're so different, both of them. Like mm-hmm. one's got millions of views, one's just got a few, but we could talk But you've to... got the link tree access to exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. People can easily click. If you are watching this on Instagram or, you know, on the podcast, Instagram is the best way to actually talk to me on the show showcase descriptions. We're going to provide all the links so you can get in touch with chap and chap. Really, man. Thank you so much. Get me on again. If your audience, if you liked it, make sure you give it a thumbs up or however it's going to like show the appreciation, get him to get me back on again because we haven't even touched the surface. Yeah, we could be going on and on. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And this is CJ, your host, signing out from the Shift with CJ podcast. Everyone have a great day, great week, great lifetime ahead of you. And remember, love yourself. Love, love your, your body. And love, love your body. <laughs> Ciao. Amazing. Your time and presence with us through this podcast is highly appreciated. If you want to learn more, then head over to our website www.shiftwithcj.com